welcome to the Satellite of Love podcast. I'm Ars, your host. And I'm your host, Minnesota. Welcome. So the Satellite of Love podcast is going to be an uh, ongoing podcast about life, love, sexuality, and nonsense in modern America. We'll be um, inviting guests and sharing our stories uh, with what inspired the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what inspired the podcast. Uh, so Minnesota and I listen to some other podcasts. Uh, we've been listening to a lot of true crime, like My Favorite Murder. Hi, Karen. Hi, Georgia. And I've recently been listening to a comedy podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno about a man whose father wrote an erotic novel that is horrible, uh, that is very enjoyable. And we were uh, listening to My Favorite Murder on the way down to Florida for a family visit. And I started thinking about the fact that there are certain topics that aren't covered by average people, uh, especially when it comes to life and sexuality uh, and relationships. You've got people like Dan Savage, who is a very well-known caster, uh, and then you've got other podcasts where you have porn stars talking about what, Minnesota? Loving anal sex. Particularly uh, phrased as how they like it in the dumper. Yes. Crude. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's, there's a lack of uh, everyday experiences and a lack of, in my opinion, honest conversations. I'm sure there are other people out there doing it, but I think that there's not a lot of exposure for it. So we're going to shine a light there. So we wanted to start out this first episode with just a little background information about ours and myself and what our relationship is. Um, in the future, on episodes, we'll have guests with us to talk about different topics. and um, But this way, you'll understand our interaction with one another. So ours and I are married, happily married. And <laughs> yes, we're very happy. And... Um, I am a scientist, and I identify as bisexual, and I am a cisgendered female. And I work in IT. I work for a very conservative company, uh, thus the pseudonyms. Uh, I identify as pansexual, and I have for a very long time. Uh, we are also non-monogamous. Uh, we see other people. Uh, I am currently seeing a, another partner. And I am currently not dating. And I think that's one of the things that inspired us because we've uh, done so much communication about this topic uh, to get to this point. And, right, we've read a lot, we've talked a lot with each other in the past, um, we said it was almost been a year that it's we've been, been having this conversation and really doing our research and making sure that we were making the right choice for ourselves and to be able to communicate with each other as well as any partners that we might be dating. And I, I think that's one of the things that we want you to take away from this podcast is that communication is key. The only way to do some of the things that we and some of our guests do is to be able to communicate with the people that you care about and that you're interacting with. So yeah, please take away from this that communication is everything in these relationships and honesty is so, so important. Even if you're not trying to be non-monogamous or involved in kink, we want you to be able to take that message away and improve your relationships with that. And another thing is that we are in Atlanta, Georgia, so we are in the South, uh, which will also give us a different perspective of than other people may have in other parts of the world. 
Right. Uh, so, you know, we, we're in a pretty liberal pocket in the South, but there's still quite a bit that uh, we don't actively advertise about our lives because of where we live, uh, as opposed to living in maybe some more accepting places. Right. And also, we get to experience a lot of heteronormative privilege in that we are a man and a woman that are married and people may not realize that we have a lifestyle outside of what would be considered standard. That's true. We pass. We pass for society most of the time. Um, and that is, that's definitely something we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about bisexuality and pansexuality and visibility and erasure uh, on one of the later podcasts for sure. So that leads us into um, what the show is going to look like in other episodes. So in this episode right now, it's just ours and myself, um, so you can get to know us a little. But in the future, we'll have a theme that we'll be discussing, and we'll um, have guests uh, that are people that are in our life, and friends and coworkers even, that will be people that can share their experiences with us um, so that we can listen and, and learn in a safe environment. Yeah, exactly. We, we, um, we also didn't want this to just be an academic study. We wanted this to be about real people and real experiences that we've had and that our friends and guests have had in order to give you more nuance uh, rather than just a basic definition and moving on and, you know, just our opinions. To be fair, though, none of us are academics in this respect. Sorry, we had to mute that. There was a uh, dirt bike going by. <laughs> and and another thing is that when we're doing this podcast, we will almost 100% of the time have uh, some sort of adult beverage in our hand. Today's podcast is brought to you by sparkling seltzer water filled with alcohol. With it's like LaCroix, but for alcoholics. <laughs> uh, so, during um, the show, we'll have a guest. We'll also <laughs> have... Um, you can email questions to us at satelliteoflovepodcast at gmail.com or topic ideas that we could answer or our guests can answer when we announce a topic. Uh, we'll also um, have sexy story time, which will be sexy or funny stories that we can share, just uh, life experiences, and um, as well as perhaps an advice column. We're open also to suggestions for, for topics as we continue and as well as segments that we can do that people uh, want to hear more about. And some of our episodes are going to be uh, stretch across multiple episodes, some of our topics, uh, because we're going to have topics like Sex Toy Roundup or uh, Kink 101. And clearly there's a lot of room to talk about a lot of topics in each of those little subgenres. Uh, so we clearly can't handle that in just one podcast. So we'll have multiple experts on multiple things. And again, they're experts because they live these lifestyles, not because they've read a lot of books. So uh, I guess we could start off with uh, story time. This is uh, a fun thing. Uh, so earlier this week, I got a vasectomy. Why would I do that, you ask? Because I don't want no babies. Yes, we, early on in our relationship, when I realized that things were getting serious, I turned to him one morning and said, so do you want children? Because I knew that was a deal breaker for me, that I did not want children. I have never felt that. Um, I like children. I don't. I, I, I just don't want to have my own. Um, as a child, when I thought that everyone had to have kids, I imagined that I would just go ahead and have twins because then they would take care of each other. 
Um, but I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, our theoretical children are amazing, but we're not having any real ones. Right. And so, you know, when ours said that that was not something he was interested in, then I knew that this that was good, and we had a, a chance, because I think that's a very hard decision for people, and it's not something that is um, an easy choice. And to be clear, we, we don't want to slight anyone who has children. We respect people who have love to give their families. And we know a lot of really wonderful parents who have really great kids. It's just not the right choice for us. So the vasectomy was a really excellent decision. And um, especially since I didn't have to go through it at all. I just had to drive ours (laughs) there and And, back. And listen to my bitching. And I was a little worried because it was actually very fast. I wondered if he had actually gotten it done because I didn't even get to watch a whole episode of a show on my phone sitting in the waiting room. Next episode, she's going to be pregnant. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Um, Because I also am using birth control, even though I have had, for a variety of reasons, multiple doctors tell me I would have trouble conceiving and carrying, I decided in my 20s that I did not want any kind of miracle accident to happen. (laughs) So I have always used birth control, and um, I think that's an important thing for people to do as well. We actually may do a whole thing about some birth control. I'm certain we'll talk about birth control on this podcast, yeah. And remember, safe sex is fun sex. But anyway... The vasectomy was uh, an interesting experience, you know. Uh, The idea of having someone, you know, cut things inside your uh, your scrotum is a little unnerving, Uh, certainly. uh, So I found an option. A doctor recommended me to me by several friends uh, who does a no-scalpel vasectomy, and it's actually pretty impressive. Uh, They use a laser. Which means that now ours has what we call a laser dick. Laser dick. Uh, and several of my friends have gone through this procedure with the doctor and uh, trust him, and it gave me a little more confidence in my ability to do this. But uh, overall, it's, it's a weird feeling to walk into a la- waiting room and people <laughs> know you're there to uh, you know, end your ability to have children. There are people with children in the waiting room. Uh, during my procedure, I could hear a baby crying, which was really reinforcing my decisions. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys out there understand the process of a vasectomy, but what they do is they uh, open the scrotum and exteriorize the vas deferens. And the vas deferens is what carries the actual sperm from the testicles uh, to mix with the seminal fluid when you ejaculate. So what they do is they cut it because it's basically a Y from one main branch coming down from the urethra uh, to the testicles, and it branches off to each testicle. They cut it at the Y so that both branches are severed. And that's uh, how they keep you from having children. Uh, and it's not, it's not uh, immediate. You, know, you have to wait three months and go back and get tested to make sure there's no swimmers left in there. And this is the type of vasectomy that is not reversible. There also exist ones that are reversible, but this is uh, will leave you permanently sterile. And it honestly, it's a really good feeling to have done this because it's gives me a lot of confidence and the safety of our relationship and my ability to uh, control my lifestyle in the future by not having children. And it gives. Uh, my wife and partner a uh, greater sense of comfort and 
it allows me to take some more responsibility for my sexuality, which I think is a very important thing to think about when you're talking about uh, either a tubal ligation for ladies or uh, a vasectomy for for guys. It's much easier to have a vasectomy than it is a tubal ligation. There's not a lot of questions about whether your wife is okay with it, whether you're too young to make the decision. The doctor looked at my forearm and went, no kids, don't want them. Right. And a I lot was of, like, no. A lot of women experience where doctors almost um, discourage. Don't discourage them if they haven't already had children. Now, there, of course, exist doctors that, that are open to the idea that women are allowed to decide that they don't want children and won't have them, but it isn't as easy to find as it is for men. Um, and that, of course, is its own separate discussion, and yet it's worth bringing up. So when you were telling the story about it, though, you said they pulled the vest deference out and cut it, but you didn't say they put it back in. I oh, just want they, to point they, that they, out. They do put it back <laughs> To be clear, they, they put it back in. I mean, they, they rummage around in there a good little bit, but they put it back in. So uh, the process of a vasectomy uh, is a little weird. They, uh, they have you start off. They want you to shave the uh, front of the scrotum. They want you to shave your ball bag. And they only want you to shave the front of it. I'm not sure why that's in the paperwork, that it's only the front. Uh, I refused. I'm not going to have a skullet on my ball bag. I don't want it to look like there are spiders hiding behind there waiting to come out. It's a little odd. So, of course, I shaved it. And shaving your testicles is arguably the scariest part of a vasectomy. Uh... The procedure itself was pretty smooth. I went into the office, laid down on the table, and uh, they put xylocaine <coughs> into a needle and injected that into my uh, my scrotum. <coughs> and once they did that, uh, the doctor thumped me in the uh, in the scrotum <laughs> several times, asking if I could feel it. Uh, I could not. He gave me an additional shot just to make sure. And then I felt him moving around down there, and I was like, oh, hey, are you, you know, adding more xylocaine? He's like, oh, no, I've actually already infiltrated the scrotum. Really unnerving thing to have someone say to you, uh, but kind of cool, because I could feel him, you know, rummaging around in there. Uh, so then they pulled the best deference out, and they cut it, and it smelled like burning hair uh, to me. Other people have described it as a sizzling sound... But it wasn't really a sizzling... Well, it was a sizzling sound, but I couldn't feel anything, and I refused to look. So it was over pretty quickly. About 15 minutes? Um, you, 15, the procedure 20? itself probably was 15 minutes. So you were in there a little longer because you had to watch the informational before and after videos. Right, yeah. You do have to watch a pre-op and post-op video explaining everything you already know because you've, if you're like me, psychotically looked up everything you could about vasectomies. Uh, even the worst case scenarios which we will not talk about here because none of those happened everything's fine <laughs> yeah um this is day five six of uh my healing from the vasectomy it's a little sore still but not really i was able to engage in some sexual activity uh as of last night and that was Pretty cool. Pretty happy everything still works. That was uh, a big worry. Uh, and that's my vasectomy story. Yay! Yay, vasectomy. Yay, laser day. So some friends and I are uh, going to go and get a tattoo on our inner thigh 
of the male symbol with a slash through it because that's what they used to put on dogs when they would neuter them. So I'm very excited to do that soon. So guys, if you're listening, let's make that appointment. That's right. So if you'd like uh, to email us again with um, questions or ideas for topics or things you'd like us to talk about on the show, the email is satelliteoflovepodcast at gmail.com. Our next show is going to be about queer, what does it mean? And, you know, this is going to be a good topic. Uh, I think we'll start off with this topic because it is a fairly straightforward informational topic. Um, And we're going to have at least one guest, maybe two, uh, to come and discuss about what queer means to them since they identify that way. And it's it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting word. Right. So we talked about this idea because I was having a conversation with a girlfriend recently who's dating someone who identifies as queer but she said to me you know I'm not even really sure what they mean and I realized that I also often when people use the word I'm not 100% sure on what they're meaning but I don't want to ask because I don't want to be intrusive and I don't want to make them explain themselves to me Um, I just feel that there's a large number of different ways that the word can be used yeah for sure I mean queer is one of those uh terms that gets used pretty regularly now, uh, and it's, it's kind of an umbrella term, at least in my opinion, for a lot of different modes of sexuality, and I don't, I don't think it's something that either of us really identifies as, so it's not something... We're really excited to get another person in here who does identify that way, who's going to share their information with us and allow us to, and uh, we'll be able to ask questions without being intrusive and allowing them to really help us understand as well in a dialogue. Yeah, it'll be a good resource for you as well out there if you don't understand what the term means without having to bother your friends who identify that way. And that's what we want to do. We want to give you glimpses into our life and the nuances of our lifestyle and the nuances of lots of people's lifestyles because our connections and the people around us are the most important things in the world. And so we're very excited for uh, our next podcast. And we just want to say thank you very much for listening. And uh, again, it's satelliteoflovepodcast at gmail.com if you have questions. And thanks for joining us. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Satellite.